Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Psychic Tapestry. I'm Ken Kessler, and I'm very excited to have back with us today Eve from Elite Tarot. And if I push the right button, that should be Eve. Hi, Eve. Hello, Ken. Thank you so much for having me back on. I'm so excited to be here today and doing readings for people. You are very welcome, and and, um, thank you for giving up part of your Saturday for us. Eve has been on here before, but this is a live show. Uh, we're here Saturday, April the 8th. So uh, if you'd like to talk to Eve, uh, the number is 347-838-9903. If you are listening on your computer to Blog Talk Radio, you can scroll down and pop in the chat room and connect with us there. Um, oh, right now it's just me. So come on down. Uh, you can also connect through uh, social media, facebook.com slash psychic tapestry at psychic tapestry on Twitter. And you can go by our website, psychic tapestry.com. And in the lower right, you'll see the little blue box that says send us a message. And you can connect with us that way as well. Phone is always the best because you might have follow up questions for Eve or she might have them for you. And, um, and that works, the back and forth works much better on the phone. But because you could be at work or you could be somewhere that you can't call in or maybe you just don't want to be on the radio, um, that's, that's cool. And that's why all those other options are available to you. Um, if, you haven't, uh, if you haven't heard Eve on the show before, um, Eve has a uh, – it was, I guess, was, was it last summer that you were named in the, uh, the book, The Top 50 Psychics? It was. Uh, it was around uh, February, March in the book Top 50 Psychics uh, by Jennifer Diamond. And that was such a great honor to be selected and chosen for this because there are people from all over the country in all different disciplines and specialties. And so it was so, I, I was so thrilled. Yeah, and um, so this was uh, just over a year ago, and a, a lot of times questions that we get uh, on on this show are uh, a lot of times we'll get the question, you know, how do you find somebody um, who's not gonna, you know, who's not gonna scam you, who's legitimate, who knows what they're doing um, for for any kind of reading because there there are a sea of people out there who have uh, the internet has made it really easy to to set up your shop and, and look like you're a pro and it's not always easy to tell um, who's, who's legitimate and who's not, but it's certainly, it certainly helps when you're, when you're named in a book like this. Um, Eve well, has been on, and, uh, as I said, oh. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, go right ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, that is such an important point. And because I always say, please, 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 whatever 
type of professional that you're wanting, just as you would for your medical needs, for your metaphysical and spiritual guidance, please do your research. The reason being is that a reading, even if it's just on a fluke, you just happen to be passing someone and say, oh, I think I'll pop in here and do a reading. Now, the reading could be excellent and all of that, but a reading I always equate it to is like a tattoo, and it is going to stay with you whether you like it or not, for quite some time. And so it would be unheard of to go and just get a tattoo without asking questions. Do you specialize in black and white? Do you specialize in color? Do you sterilize your needles? Have you ever done a tattoo before? And so it's important with a reading, if this is going to stay with you as well for quite some time, if not forever, to ask questions not only of other people who do they recommend resources such as top 50 psychics or resources such as people you have on the show here but also do ask questions feel free to check with the philosophy i always say that if your foot hurts you have a lot of different options you can go to a podiatrist you can go to your general practitioner an orthopedic surgeon a massage therapist a reiki practitioner acupuncturist if you went to no matter who you went to all of those people will have very different philosophies and approaches to treating your foot pain and it's not that one is better than the other but they all are very different and you as the ultimate consumer need to know what is best for you and so i'm so glad that you you brought that up well, we we get that uh, you know a lot of times um, people want to know where I I mean it's it's one thing if you have a uh, a metaphysical shop of some kind whether it's a crystal a rock shop or 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 a metaphysical bookstore or spiritual healing center whatever um, they go by many different kinds of names but if you have a local one there that you visit and you trust and you know the people you kind of have an idea of what you're getting but that's that's the that's the exception not the rule um there just aren't a lot of those for a lot of reasons there aren't a lot of those available um in you know on main street usa everywhere and if you're if you're interested and you probably are if you're listening to a show like this um it has it has certainly crossed your mind how do i find somebody who that that i can trust because especially if you're doing a reading um <clears throat> excuse me if you're doing a, a reading over the phone or through skype or email um there's a little bit more of uh of separation and you don't always know who you're dealing with and it's hard to know um you know okay the the website looks good but and and they put up a neat video but how do I know that they're not just doing this to make money? And that's part of that comes up because when anybody who is uh, a psychic or um, or anything in this field, when any uh, a person who who does that uh, or is involved in uh, some sort of of work under the metaphysical umbrella, anytime they make the news, it's usually because it's somebody who is doing something wrong. Um, and that's what 
that's what the public sees most of the time is that, you know, they, they don't hear about anything else except that they hear about this one person in, in, uh, you know, in, in somewhere in, in Texas who told a client that they were cursed and the only way to remove the curse is to bring me $10,000. And, you know, you hear about stories like that and you hear about scams and, and that's what you hear in the news. And it, it makes it, it, it makes people a little skittish about, about trying to find someone, even no matter how much you believe, no matter how much you want to, um, when you see that in the news, it does it does make it more difficult. So so being named in this book is certainly uh, that's a terrific thing. And and you've been on this show many times. So hopefully um, hopefully our listeners uh, have come to know you and have heard you do readings. And you're going to do some later uh, on the show today. Well, you do so have people will get a feel for that. Well, you have awesome listeners. <laughs> I have to say, you have terrific listeners. And the thing is, is that. I have a different approach. I have a different approach to you. I have a different approach to to everyone, but so does everyone else. And mm-hmm. my approach may be not what a person likes, which I'm totally fine with because, again, everybody's going to have a different uh, need and know know what works best for them. And I think that's what's so awesome because I love – meeting and talking and doing readings with people who have a different philosophy and a different approach. Because if I'm in a, if I'm doing a reading for a client and it's clear this person is looking for a very different approach, I can say, you know what? I think I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste your money. You may want to consider talking with somebody who is more interested in an astrology reading. Um, maybe you're looking more for a numerologist. Maybe you're looking for a different type of tarot card reader. And I'm totally fine with that. Again, I want the person to be happy and, and pleased with what they are, are getting in terms of that reading. But just to point back to what you were saying on the, the scams, unfortunately, this is in every single profession. And right. In the metaphysical world, you know, it's no different except that it tends to get that because it is sort of an unregulated profession, it it makes it cast this this blanket on everyone, unfortunately. And the thing is is that when people are coming for a reading, they are in need of guidance where they're not feeling comfortable enough to kind of trust and listen to that unconscious which could be because of trauma or because they've just overthought a situation or maybe they just want that validation. But regardless, they're seeking, um, seeking guidance, and that's unfortunately when sometimes people will prey on, on people's uh, insecurities or, or people at a time of crisis, and it's just appalling and just shameful. It it really is, and um, and you're right. It does happen in in every profession. Um, you can you can check out the news on almost any given day, and see um, a story about a doctor or a lawyer or a plumber or a psychiatrist or a, an athlete, um, it, uh, on and on and on, where they have done something deceptive, done something they shouldn't have done, um, and that they're in, in a lot of trouble for it. And when you see those kind of stories, most of the time you don't go, you, you don't think, oh, well, there you go. All doctors are terrible. All lawyers are terrible. 
all plumbers, all whatever. You, you don't that doesn't occur to you, but because of I, I guess just because of the nature of metaphysical work, when you see a story about a, a psychic that was scamming somebody and that they get caught, um, the jokes come out. Oh, if they were a good psychic, they'd have seen that coming. And then, yeah. um, and then people say, "See, they're all the same. They're all bad." And it doesn't happen in in anything else. And I think you're right. It is it is unregulated, and it is not an exact science. And people don't know what to do with it. Uh, you know, you mentioned how your approach is is different from others, and that's something that I think a lot of people have trouble wrapping their brains around too. That there isn't just one correct way to read cards, to use a pendulum, to um, connect with spirit. There's not just one way, and it, it can be different for, for everyone. And that's something I think people have a difficult time with as well. Um, yeah. I know that... Uh, oh, and, you know, just a point on that. So much of, of my work is I will have... Some, I always start with asking a person if they've had a reading before, before I do a full full reading for a client. And when they say yes, I'm, I will find stories, unfortunately, that they had been told by, quote, unquote, people there to help and, and offer guidance that has stayed with them and that has created pain and anxiety. Um, just to give an example, I had a cli- I have a client who said that she had gone to a psychic who had said if she did not get married by the time she was 30 then she would never get married and she was 29 and freaking out. And oh, my. so 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 what I first had to do was undo all this uh you know I don't want to say a bad word about what what that was because it really didn't mean anything and yet it's staying with her. And so here she was thinking about compromising or settling or about being in a relationship that she really wasn't into, but solely because that thought was in her head that if she did not get married in the next, you know, six, seven months, she was never going to get married. And, and I had to say, no, that is completely, completely false. And so it's it's amazing how just a kind of a little thing can just stay with you and then impact your actions going forward. It's, it's you know, it is, and your own intention can, you know, you, you know, and I'm not saying your own being you, Eve. I mean, anybody <laughs> yeah. who is listening, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> um, your own intention can can really it, it's it's a huge, powerful force, and most of us don't want to accept that and don't uh, the responsibility of that, and and don't and and maybe a lot of people don't recognize it. Um, in addition to being on this show, you were, you've you've also been on uh, the the love show we do on Fridays, and we uh, we'll get a call from time to time from from people there who are looking for love and want to know when they're going to meet the right person and is it going to be in the next six months or in the next year or in what kind of situation and I'm always hesitant to even suggest that kind of thing because if if you say to somebody 
um, you're going to meet uh, somebody is is coming back into your life who was there before, and um, and that could be significant. Um, I I always want to say it could be. I don't want to say that you know in in six months someone is coming back into your life because then you're going to focus on that and you're going to miss so many opportunities in the next six months of of possible uh, relationships because you're just so hyper-focused on this one thing of someone coming back into your life. And it, it, you know, and there are so many different routes, so many different ways that you can manage what is going to happen to you. And when, uh, and I know when Eve does readings here and when I, when I do readings and um, it, it's, it's kind of like, I think you said it's sort of like a, um, I, I, I may be, I'm sure I'm paraphrasing, but it's kind of like a snapshot of where you are right now and possibilities. And Yeah. I mean, I always say I'm not, oh, okay, no, I always say that I'm not a fortune teller because I believe that that just can mess with free will. Again, this is just my philosophy, which may be different from other practitioners, mm-hmm. in the sense that I understand the desire to know when and how. I mean, I, I have those questions, too. I want to know. <laughs> but it really, if somebody comes to me and says, when will, will I get married and when, who will I marry and when? And mm-hmm. I say to them, you are going to meet someone named Bob in June. Then the person is happy, walks away. Yay, I'm going to get married. I'm going to meet somebody named Bob in June. That being said, what if the person comes across someone named Mark in April or May? Now, instead of kind of tapping in with their own strength and power and all of the things to use that energy effectively, because that's all about my, my approach, to see if whether or not Mark is appropriate person, is the best person. Instead, they're thinking about what I had said or somebody had said to them. And so perhaps they decide, oh, well, it can't be this person because I'm supposed to be meeting somebody named Bob in June. And so it's messed with the free will in ways that don't necessarily seem apparent at the beginning because it's all done on the unconscious level. And so I always liken my work to being a midwife. I'm kind of like an intuitive midwife. I didn't put the baby in there. I don't name it. I don't decide if it's a boy or a girl, if it's got blonde hair or brown hair. I don't feel like that's my role because that takes away from the power and strength of the person who is having and birthing insight, guidance, clarity, decisions. I'm just there to help coax that information out and and coax that from a place of total strength so that then you're not dependent on the the tarot card reader, the the metaphysical professional, but rather always there to kind of help guide your own journey because everybody's journey is so completely unique and it's going to look like that of no one on this planet. And so you can't compare and you can't make it be about what I think your journey should be about. I want it to be what your journey is about. I always say that we're all surrounded by energy 
And what can happen sometimes is that we can sort of be walking, pushing against the wind, which means you're working twice as hard but only getting half as far. What I like to do is look at what, through the medium of tarot, as a sign of the, like a visual representation of the unconscious of the person, to say what can that person do with concrete actual things today themselves to move that energy to their back. So now they're only working half as hard but getting twice as far. And, be, and using that energy effectively. But sometimes it's kind of through counterintuitive methods, but it's all from a place of the person who is seeking the reading, what their journey is, not what I perceive their journey to be. And so I always kind of disconnect sort of my conscious, my own conscious brain when I'm doing a reading, and I just let the story that the tarot cards show as that tool to provide that, that guidance and insight. You know, I think, um, I think responsibility and free will are things that most of us agree are pretty cool things and we like them a lot, except we want to give them up when we're having a problem and somebody tell us what, what to do, where to be, how it's going to happen. Um, I want to know where I'm going to meet Bob and what he's going to be wearing. And if it's at the corner of third and main, I will camp out there all day if that's what it takes. But I just, just tell me, I, I don't want to. And, and it, I, I just think that the, the idea of responsibility for yourself and your path and the idea of free will is, is, one of those things that people think that's great on paper, but I've got a problem now and I want some easy steps that somebody else tells me what to do and how it's going to happen. And then I just want to, you know, once it does, then I'll be glad to pick up responsibility and free will again. But until then, I'm giving it to you. I mean, I just, you know, I, I get, I, I get calls like that all the time where they just want, we, we, we want a recipe so bad. We want simple instructions and, and there aren't any. It is. Well, you know, I actually to have you. to. I actually have to push back on that because I love that you said recipes, because I approach my work almost like recipes, but not from the perspective of meet Bob in June <laughs> recipe, yeah. but rather looking at what is in your power. Because when I, you know, it used to annoy me when people would say things like, oh, you need to just let it go, or you just need to let things happen, give it up, you know, all those kinds of things, because it sounds, and I understand they're saying something and that means something important, and it sounds good, and it's almost as if I understand what that means, but it really doesn't help me in terms of, well, what does that mean? And then I, to my horror, when I started my practice, I found myself saying those same things. And I would say to someone, I remember saying to a client, just, you know, you just need to let it go. And she's, I'm thinking, I said, oh, you need to let it go, period. Let's move on to the next subject. And she's thinking, I'm saying, you need to let it go, comma because she's waiting for me to then say how do I let it go and she's giving me this look like yeah I know I need to let it go 
I came to you to ask how. And so I looked at different things that we kind of instinctively know what to do, but not quite sure what step-by-step needs to be done. And I sort of created these recipes, so to speak. So I'm so glad you mentioned the recipes, not from the the free, not from the, the predictive kind of sense that you, you were talking about with that, but rather in terms of what would a person do using their own power and strength to let it go? What would a person do to release worries? What would a person do to manifest love and healthy love leading to marriage or leading to relationship or finding the best job? And so that's kind of how I started my practice in full. And it's been interesting because when I started saying, well, why don't you do this, 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 and this, people would come back and say, oh, my gosh, I let it go. Oh, my gosh, I just met the most amazing person and we're getting married. I just found the most incredible job. And it's not always things that are – they seem like they're not necessarily related, and yet when you – let it go when you release those worries, but know that you're able to do it in a way that the conscious brain can actually recognize and see what is taking place. It, it's a wonderful thing. And it's been an amazing thing that I'm always tweaking my recipes because I wanted to create like recipes that can be tweaked and tailored to kitchens from from Tucson to Tokyo, and uh, and but all from a place of great strength and power. Well, I think um, when when I when I when I say that uh, that everybody wants a recipe, I think um, a, a lot of people think that as your example, let it go. A lot of people think that okay. I, there should be a, a, a number one, a number two, a number three, and then boom, it's gone, and I've let it go. And it should be that simple. Um, if they want to learn, if they want to learn to read tarot cards, they, you know, they okay, the tower means oh God, something heavy's going to fall on me. That's terrible. Okay, and that's what it always means. And it's not, it's it's different for everyone. It doesn't always mean the same thing from deck to deck. Uh, with tarot cards, it's it's different just because the artwork is different, because the intention of whoever made that deck is different, and because the reader is different. So your interpretation of the tower and the imagery on the card is different, just like whoever's getting the reading is is gonna it's gonna be different. Some people, um, and I use I use the tower a lot because um, that's that's like the uh, uh, ace of spades in the in the deck it's mm-hmm. one of the most notorious tarot cards in a traditional deck and there are people who have a lot of fear when that comes up that the tower oh god everything is ruined because i got the tower and it's it's not the same for everyone and it's like um it's like when we have uh when i when i have uh, angel communicators on here and we talk about how simple it can be to talk to your angels but people don't want to hear that they want that i need to be able to do a b and c and 
it needs to be a complicated recipe and I have to do it exactly right. I have to say the right words and I have to do the right dance and whatever else. And it doesn't have to be that way. And it's not the same for everybody. Um, like, uh, you use, um, if I remember right, you use a, a Rider weight deck, right? I use the Rider weight deck, and I always say that there is nothing, at least from my approach, there is absolutely nothing scary that can possibly come up in a reading because I just look at the reading as a visual representation of the unconscious. And I put a boundary around every single reading I do because I'm not saying um, – tell me all the bad things that are happening. I only, I've set it out to be provide guidance, clarity, and insight for the person for their situation on A, B, or C. So the towers, many times, that's a fantastic card, but I, I will acknowledge that it looks certainly scary, but mm-hmm. it actually is, it can be a, a terrific card, similar to the death card or the ten of swords Uh, and so it really I don't look at the stock interpretations of a card I'm so glad you mentioned that and I know you donate as as well just because as you said it's different for every single person what is important is what it means for that person who's seeking the, the reading and the same card can have multiple different meanings. For me, it could be something that I am just looking at, like, oh, gosh, this yellow in this thing, or the cup here is looking kind of different, and I don't know what is going to come up before I turn over the cards. By the way, I, I did also want to let your callers know what types of readings, what type of reading I'll be doing today, where I'll be doing a three-card reading today, with the first card representing the current situation, the second card representing something challenging or blocking the person, and the third card representing advice. And as you said, I I do use the Rider Waite Smith deck, um, but I. That's just the deck I use, but I love the fact that you created your own deck. I love all the different decks that are out there. For people who are wanting to get involved with tarot, you know, you just, I always recommend to start with Rider Weight just because there's so many resources and, and guides and just kind of help on it. And, but it's ultimately whatever deck calls out to you. There's no, there's no official guideline on a deck has to be turned this way or shuffled this way, or I mean, people will have different ideas and approaches. But this is, you know, we're working with something that's very nebulous and and free flowing that does not have a structure. We people try to place structures upon it and rules and and everything but this is about connecting with intuition and only you know your own connection with intuition absolutely and there are uh an infinite number of of different tarot and oracle decks that are out there um i think um i i started to learn on a rider weight as well i think a lot of people do and um, and I'm not saying that as like it's a starter deck. Um, 
but a lot of people do because, as as you said, uh, there's so much information out there. There's so many guidebooks. There's so many. Um, it's it's so it it's so popular. And if you're in a um, a uh, traditional kind of bookstore like a Barnes and Noble or like something that's in your uh, a, a local shop in in your hometown, and they happen to carry tarot decks, there's a pretty good chance that there is. Um, there, there might be a couple Doreen Virtue decks, and there, uh, and there's probably going to be at least one Rider Weight deck, probably more than one, some in different sizes. It's just, um, it, it's, it's a great learning deck because there are, like, uh, like you said, there are so many resources out there, and it is, it is so popular. Do, do you have any idea how it became so popular? Well, you know, this was written. It was way back when there weren't that many tarot decks. <laughs> and so it was one of the original decks that was that was created and it really just sort of stuck. Um and it's you know writer wait were the people who the publisher and then the creator of them and then Pamela Coleman Smith was the artist and she's kind of a a cult figure and uh in tarot in the tarot community <laughs> as she drew these these beautiful pictures for the first time we had had pictures on the major arcana which i guess i should kind of back up a little bit and explain that in tarot there are five suits there are four minor suits and one which is called major arcana uh, for people who are really familiar with uh, with tarot. And the way I look at the difference between major cards and minor cards is almost like a weather front. And so if a storm was coming, then you would want to make sure that you've got your windows rolled up and all of that. Those would be kind of the minor cards. But at the same time, the storm itself would be the major card. So when a, a read, when cards show up in a reading, the minor cards are more about what to do versus the major cards, which are more about who am I in this new chapter of my journey? What is it going to look like? And before they had had pictures on the major cards, but not on the minor cards. And so the Rider Waite Smith deck was really all about putting those pictures on the, the major cards. So that's a very, 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 very brief and uh, overview. But then it sort of gave, gave root for people to create the most amazing decks. Um, you know, everything from the Real Housewives tarot to the Gummy Bears tarot to the psychic <laughs> tapestry jukebox tarot. <laughs> yeah, it is, um, and and um, and and I could be wrong, but I think it's really been like in the last uh, twenty years, maybe even less, that there was this um, really explosion of different kinds of decks. Um, I remember working in a, uh, a bookstore in the early nineties. And um, out of curiosity, I look, was looking for a tarot deck, and it was, and what we carried was was the Rider Waite deck. And I don't remember. It it seemed kind of like, at least at that time, like that was the the standard. I don't remember there being a ton of options. But as you mentioned it now, you can find a Lord of the Rings deck. Um, you can find um, all all kinds of 
uh, just about anything you're interested in. Um, Absolutely. The I would, Rider Waite deck, because the Rider Waite deck came, was done in, uh, I believe, 1910. And, um, and, but when I was growing up many, 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 many years ago, there really did not have any decks um, out there. There weren't that many. And, and as you say, it's really been just in the last 20, 30 years where it's sort of gone mainstream. And there's, uh, um, there's so many fantastic decks out there. I love it. There are, and there's. Um, if if you're interested in in learning um, just about anything that you are interested in, um, you'll find you'll find that someone has done a deck on it. Um, for for me, I was learning on. Um, I uh, I think it was was it a spiral deck? Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, and um, as I was learning. Um, because music is so important to me, and as I was learning what the different cards were, I was kind of like when you're in school and you're trying to learn something that you make it, you you attach some kind of musical reference to it, so you can so you can more easily remember it. And I was doing that with um, with tarot cards as I was learning them, and 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 I would be looking at them, and I would think, okay, um, four of cups. Um, uh, the grass is always greener. You're, you're bored by what you have and think something over there is better. Um, wouldn't it be nice if I, oh, wouldn't it be nice? The Beach Boys, wouldn't it be nice? Okay, that's what that will mean. So when I get the mm-hmm. Four of Cups, I just remember, wouldn't it be nice, the Beach Boys? And I make that connection. And I did this enough times that I started to think, you know, I should just make a deck with these songs. And that's that's kind of how it, worked for me. I started looking for some kind of music deck, but I couldn't find, I couldn't find much or anything that I really liked. Um, there were some that have just some sort of stock imagery that has nothing to do with the song title they put on there. And um, if they even put a song title on there. And um, so that, so that didn't really work. So I, I did make my own, but, um, but gosh, anything that, that touches your heart. Um, and if that, and if that helps you connect with the the energy of the cards, that's great, and and go go for it. Definitely, you can go to Amazon and plug in tarot cards and have a wonderful afternoon scrolling past page after page after page of just about anything that you can imagine. Um, as well as visiting your local metaphysical shop as well too oh yeah Uh, because a lot of times you can kind of look and and feel and touch and see all the different cards you know if you're interested in perhaps seeing how would i incorporate this into my daily life one because it is very hard to do a reading for yourself um i find it challenging to do a reading for myself uh just because if because it requires kind of looking externally to you. But tarot can be a really great way of kind of getting in touch with understanding the different cards and everything, how they relate to your life. One thing that I recommend people do is just pull a card every day. And I if you do that, definitely, definitely, definitely do it at the end of the day. Sometimes people will do that in the beginning of the day, and then they'll look at it as like, how is my day going to go? 
but then what if you pull this terribly scary looking card like the devil it's like oh no maybe i ought to just stay home <laughs> as opposed to maybe you had a really great day and then at the end of the day you pull a card on what do what was my lesson for the day what do i need to learn and then you pull the devil it's like okay so maybe it's not such a scary card and it's more how did my day today, perhaps I had to come up with some compromises in things, or maybe I decided to break away from some compromises. And that's what the devil card is talking about. As opposed to if you pulled that card at the beginning of the day, you, you might project so many kind of fears and worries about the, the next 24 hours. So that's always a really neat way to learn the cards because maybe one day you had an awesome day and you pulled the tarot card, the, the tower card at the end of the day, and one day you had a really challenging card day and you pulled the tower card at the end of the day. So now the analytical part of your brain is going to have to sort of figure out how to – so maybe it's not the tower card is a bad or a good card. How do, how do I use that intuition to extrapolate, you know, things from that card that apply to what the day is. And then you you always can kind of remember that as you start to do readings onto other people. It is um it it is definitely um a challenge to read for yourself. And um I also find that for somebody I'm very close to, uh sometimes that's difficult because um you know, I, I, I talk about the three eyes. There's intention, there's intuition, and there's influence. And I think when it's somebody that is really close to you and you know so much already about what's going on in their life and then you pull a card, it's just human nature to sort of, well, use what you already know versus using what you get from the card. Um, it's it's uh, I, I certainly find that very tricky and I generally don't like to read for somebody who is I will if they ask but um, but for somebody who is really close to me um, and I guess it's it's the same for doing any kind of readings uh, being able to separate that out what you already know and and not letting that influence whatever it is that is coming up in the cards. Um, yeah. and, uh, do, do you find that as well? I do. Um, but again, I know that what's going to come up is not bad. And so right. because I'm not asking for that information, I'm making that clear boundary, as I talked about earlier. So I know that some of those things I always kind of point up to the sky, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> and so <laughs> I I don't determine that that information i don't have that that power or that role or responsibility nor do i want it or nor should i have it um and so when i do a reading for someone close to me i do it knowing that the, even the scariest looking cards are not bad cards they're just a different way of viewing things based on on their situation and guidance I had uh, a, a very close friend who was having a rough time, and I knew that they were in a lot of pain. Um, it was just one of those things where um, the relationship was having uh, some some uh, 
downs as opposed to the ups. And um, the job was trouble, and there was a lot of stress, and they were hurting really bad. And I knew that. And I didn't, you know, and they, they said, could you please, um, I, gosh, I need some help. Could you please uh, pull some cards for me? And it's tough not to pull the card and use, you know, that this is somebody who's close to me. I want them, you know, and I, I guess I guess with a client too, I would want them to be happy and to be okay. And it's hard sometimes not to put that in when I get it. It's not like I'm going to pull the death card and go, oh, you should just go back to bed because I got the death card. Right. You know? um, right. But it's it's sometimes it is difficult to not use um, either what you know or just whether it's, I guess, whether it's somebody close to you or whether it's a client, if you know they're hurting by the nature of, of doing this work, you don't want, you, you want to help if you can. And that's that's got to be tough to separate out as well. Well, it also is important to know when to ask for a reading because if emotions are super heightened, either joyously, sad, fear, anxiety, then the reading is not necessarily going, perhaps won't necessarily connect in ways that are the most helpful because you're, you know, in, in that scenario, you're kind, the person might be waiting, only wanting to, to hear that negative thing. And, and it's understand we all are in those times where we just want to be out of pain. You know, we just want to get that, that guidance and the emotions are so high. And I completely empathize during, during that situation. It may not know necessarily the answer may not necessarily though be in the metaphysical community at that point. You know, I will definitely recommend sometimes people, you know, pick up the phone and contact a therapist, um, contact a doctor, all of those things. Because, And while I will see a person in conjunction with that, I just don't want, I want that initial emergency situation to get resolved in ways that are not, are not in my capability with a reading. And when, because whenever you're in that that state, it can be really really challenging, um, and we all want to look for that that magic pill or, or magic wand. Sometimes the metaphysical answer is best not as the initial stage, but kind of somewhere somewhere down the road, depending on how open a person is to getting a reading. Sometimes I'll say, why why don't we wait? on a, this reading for a week. Because when I, I do, like today we're just doing shorter readings, but normally a reading will go on for about an hour to an hour and a half. And we really look at all different aspects of a person's situation. What, how'd they get into the situation in the first place? What, are they, what can they let go of? What are, can they bring into their life? All from their, their strength and some advice things and how is that energy moving forward? How can we get that energy to start flowing? And it really, if, if the emotions are so heightened, even if, you know, understandably so, again, we, we've all been there. I think I've been there this week. And, um, <laughs> and uh, it's just then definitely 
get that strained out first, and then let's let's kind of really hunker down and, and really look at how we can can move that energy f- flowing forward. See, this is one of the reasons I love having you on, Eve. <laughs> I I um I I have so much respect for you and what you do, Aww. and uh, and that you take it and that you take it so seriously because there is a lot of responsibility um, in, in doing this for people and in trying to help people. And there are, you know, we were talking earlier about, um, about ways to find um, somebody that you can get a reading from that you can, that you can trust. And there are a lot of people out there who just want to take your money and they don't really, you know, they, they, they don't care. They will do the reading and they will give you the uh, the blunt facts as they see them of that this means this and you know I'm I'm sorry you got the devil and death and the tower and <laughs> good luck to you and you know and the, that would be and that will be it and that would be that would be quite a uh, that would be be uh, quite a reading to get those three together but. Um, <laughs> But you know there are there are plenty of people who will do uh, who will do that kind of thing who don't who who just see it as you know a way to make a buck and you know and while I say that I know that there's not a whole lot of bucks to be made you can count on one hand the people who are in the the metaphysical uh, under that umbrella who who do that kind of work that uh, that are making enormous amounts of money that are famous. Um, most do not do that. So I don't know why people are like that, but there are some who just want, you know, the 20, 30, 50 bucks from the reading and here it is and they're detached and, and gone. And there isn't that, there, there isn't that appreciation for the responsibility of, of doing this work. And I just, uh, I think that's, really important um i uh i've taken us all over those well yeah no but i and i thank you for that but i also want to just say is that i'm just one of many 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 readers out there and there are so many wonderful heartfelt um empowering and positive readers uh, around the world of all different disciplines as well. And so I'm and I'm so happy that when I hear of people, you know, such as yourself, such as the people that you have on, um, I know on my show I, I always try to bring on people who are also that way because there are so many and the more those voices come to the surface, the the more options people I can see that they have. Absolutely. Um, and you're, you're mentioning the kinds of readings that you do for clients as opposed to the short ones that we're going to get to here. Um, if you are interested in connecting with Eve to get uh, your own personal uh, reading off the radio and, um, and you know, whether you want a more in-depth reading or maybe you just don't want, you want the privacy and not to be on the radio or whatever uh, the reason you can um, you can connect with her at uh, her website elitetarot.com. Um, you can find out more about Eve and you can also um, connect with her for a reading there. 
And um, before we get to calls, I also want to mention that uh, uh, on her website, you can also find out about her radio show, which launched um, just a few months ago. I think it was uh, late in the fall. And um, I I wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about mainstream metaphysics radio, Um, not just because um, I'm going to be a a guest this week, but um, I think it's really cool what you're doing, um, trying to bring some of the aspects of, uh, of metaphysics mainstream out to the world. And I'm just... Oh, yeah. No, thank you for mentioning that. I, I named it Mainstream Metaphysics Radio because I'm a little bit metaphysical, but I'm also a little, if not a lot, mainstream. And so I really wanted to create a show that dealt with the connection between what we do and do not know and what is in our power to affect change for optimal success and happiness. So the show launched a couple of months ago, and it's been such an amazing journey. And people can hear it on the radio every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on in certain markets, on KKNW AM 1150 in Seattle, WBLQ AM 1230 in Rhode Island, Connecticut and New York, online at transformationtalkradio.com. And then after the show goes live, it gets sent to all the archives, so on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, YouTube, and then you can also go onto my site, EliteTarot.com, that's E-L-I-T-E-T-A-R-O-T.com, and I've got a whole page on the radio where you can hear also all the archive shows, and each week I... I talk with leading figures in like numerology, astrology, Tai Chi, things mainstream as well as metaphysical. Yoga, what is it? Why is it good for us? Palmistry, <laughs> crystals. And next week, or this week, depending on how you're in the account your, your week, this Thursday I have on Ken Kessler. And we're going to be talking Ooh, about that. pendulums. And then every week I always do readings for callers as well as in conjunction readings with my guests. So if I'm going to be, I'll do a tarot card reading, but if my guest is a, an expert on crystals, they will then suggest a crystal that can best support the caller situation. If a person is, uh, is if I'm talking, with someone who is a music intuitive, then after I do a tarot card <laughs> reading, I will toss it over to that person and don't know who that could be for their mm. own perspective. So that's that's been a wonderful journey for me. Very cool. Um, we've got uh, links up on, uh, on our Facebook page um, for uh, all of Eve's connections. So... Um, you can check out her website. You can also check out her um, her radio show at uh, transformationtalkradio.com. Um, there is a, a link there um, that goes right to, to Eve's page there. And there's also a link for um, for this Thursday's show. So you'll find all that on our Facebook so page. And it'll be in our... Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited if to you interview you. <laughs> Well, uh, well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we had some. Uh, it was supposed to be this past Thursday. We had some tech issues um, that were plaguing uh, psychic tapestry all week long. Mm-hmm. 
um, well, most of the week anyway, uh, up until uh, sometime Thursday afternoon. Um, and, and Mars isn't even in retrograde yet. So <laughs> I, I don't know what was going on, but, uh, but hopefully, hopefully it's all fixed. Um, oh, gosh, there's a whole bunch of people hanging on the phone waiting to talk to you. Do you want to take some calls? Absolutely. I just want to let people know that I have a candle on, which is my signal to open a reading. And I'll be using my non-dominant hand, which is my left hand, to pull the cards on the caller's behalf. The reason being is that the left hand is is the non-dominant hand, which accesses the unconscious. And I always do like to underscore Ken's uh, disclaimer in that I am not a lawyer, doctor, realtor, and <laughs> <laughs> um, that a reading should never be a replacement for seeking help from a licensed uh, practitioner. But I'm again, I'm going to be doing a three-card reading with the current situation, something challenging or blocking, and um, the ad- advice for optimal success and happiness. Sounds good to me. Uh, the number is 347 if you are listening on Blog Talk Radio, you can pop in and join us in the chat room and connect that way as well. Hi to everybody in the chat room. Uh, you can also connect through social media, facebook.com slash psychetapestry, at psychetapestry on Twitter, or you can uh, go to psychetapestry.com, click on the little blue box in the lower right corner that says send us a message and connect that way as well. But for now, uh, let's head to the phone. Uh, again, the number is 347-838-9903. Hi, thanks so much for hanging on. What's your first name? Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Where are you calling from? Hi. I'm calling from Georgia. Hi, and Kimberly. And how can Eve help you today? Hi. Hi. Is there anything Hi. you have a question about, like guidance on, or just a general reading? Um, I just, what you were talking about before, about learning how to let go. Yeah, I just I would really would like to know how to let go and release fear from the stories that I have. Yeah, well, let's take a look. Um, I have lots of ideas, but I also want to see what the cards say. So okay. while you were talking, I was shuffling the cards, and now I'm just pulling three cards, and let's see what they have to say. All right. So the first card that came up is the Queen of Wands. Now, this is a beautiful card in so many ways because I love nothing more than when clients pull kings and queens in this core position, which is where it came up, because that really talks, Kimberly, to your strength and your ability to manifest whatever it is that you want to want to achieve the other thing about this card is that this is a very kind of decorated and creative card there's a queen sitting on her throne but she's got this sunflower meaning that you are all about love and she's got this giant sunflower in her hand and this little black pussycat instead of a snarling lion and she's got her painted throne meaning that you have so much oodles of creativity and just really want nothing more than to feel and give love and also to be inspired in your journey of life. Does that resonate with you? Excellent. Something challenging or blocking, and I can starting to kind of see where some of that fear and situation is coming from, 
is actually the very first card of the tarot, which is the fool. Now, this is not fool like, ha ha, Kimberly, you're a fool. It doesn't mean it that way. But rather, it is the first card of the tarot because every journey, and they call tarot the fool's journey, because every journey starts with taking a leap of faith. And in this card, he's got this beautifully painted tunic, all that creativity, and Swung over his shoulder is a wand, even though this is not a wand card. And he is about to take a step off a ledge, taking that leap of faith into the unknown. And whenever you go into any sort of an unknown situation, your brain is going to freak the heck out because it doesn't know what's there on that other side of of that leap. Um, You know, when you take that leap of faith into the unknown, are you leaping into a pile of marshmallows and money? (laughs) Or are you leaping into the snarling lion? And it's not that your brain hates you it's not or anything like that. Your brain just wants to keep you safe. But keeping you safe equals known. And so... Here you're taking some leaps of faith, which is fantastic. It's just that your brain is not going to be of any use to you as you go about those initial steps because your brain just wants you to keep you where the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. It doesn't mean that you're, you're doing the wrong thing. It just means your brain is going to attempt to sabotage your efforts. Does that make sense? Yes. Excellent. You know, it's um, this is quite the time for you because the advice card was the was a big giant whopping card, judgment. And in this card, you see three individuals, which I call left brain, right brain, and then the inner child, free and hearing the proverbial call to be themselves because this is that time where you honor yourself in all your unique and very creative elements because what was the point of you having those drives, those desires, those those interests if it wasn't meant for you to incorporate them in some way even though and then anything that follows after even though, even though the sky is blue, even though people don't understand, even though you know all those things happen. But this is really that time to just continue to take that leap of faith, Use, to redirect that analytical brain to make sure that you are not seeing any red flags that you are um, stepping away from. One thing that you know you may want to do in terms of worries is what I like to do is it's a two-step process because I believe so much can be accomplished with a piece of paper and a pencil is that think about Kimberly the time that you are at your craziest like for me it's two in the morning and I've got a headache and so I decided two in the morning to start googling what does a headache mean and suddenly my brain is just totally spiraling out of control. Do you do you know when you are at that time for you? Yes, it's usually in the morning. <laughs> yep, there yeah. you go. At that time, take a sheet of paper and a pencil out 
and write down absolutely every single one of your worries. All the real ones, need to pay rent, all that kind of stuff. But then all of the other things, um, I worry that I'm going to be abducted by a spaceship and sent to outer space. I worry that nobody is going to appreciate where I'm going. I worry that I'm going to be alone. I worry about, you know, all of those worries. And we want to write them down until you have no more worries left. Then just put away the piece of paper, fold it up, try to go back to sleep. Good luck. <laughs> but then the next day at your peak same time, so that's me at 10 a.m. in the morning where I'm like, I cannot believe I Googled what's a headache mean at 2 in the morning. At that time, take your sheet of paper out and a giant Sharpie and cross off everything that has not been proven true. Mm. And that's going to be most of it. So your brain can ritualistically see that you're doing it. And you can always, like, negotiate. You can always say, okay, when the space aliens come from outer space with their spaceship, (laughs) then I will rewrite this list. But until that time, I'm crossing you off. Then, with everything left, take a pen and write one or two things that you are doing within your own power to address the remaining concerns so that you're separating out those worries. Because if you have a rabbit and an elephant in a room, the poor little rabbit is not getting any attention. And and that is what is happening here, at least according to this reading. And I think that that, if you also think about the fact that on January 1st of this year, your gym was probably twice as busy. And it was busy with people who were taking those leaps of faith, just like you're doing. By February 1st, half of them were not there. And it's not that they were silly or stupid or anything like that. It's just that their brains sabotaged their efforts because it couldn't see the results. The motivation had ended before the results were seen. And mm-hmm. so the people who started losing weight or getting in, zipping into things, they just stayed through from February to March without feeling where they were going or anything, but they knew that they had used their brain to choose the right program ahead of time. And then in March, when suddenly they start seeing results, then the brain becomes your ally. But it's just going through that process of crossing through the breakers where you're just kind of feeling left adrift, and that's the time where you just keep listening to how your body feels versus your brain. Okay. I I hope that's been helpful for you. It has. Thank you very much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Please keep us updated. I will. All right. Excellent. Thanks so much for calling. You're welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kimberly. 347-838-9903 is the number here at Psychic Tapestry with Eve from Elite Tarot. Hi, thank There we go. Hi, thanks for hanging on. What's your first name? This is Evelyn. Hi, Evelyn. Evelyn, Where are you calling from? I'm Eve. (laughs) I'm calling from California. How can Eve help you today? I would like a general reading, if possible. You got it. So I'm asking for guidance. My pleasure. I'm asking for guidance for Evelyn. And... 
It's just shuffling the cards while you're talking. And now I'm just choosing three cards. Actually, I was going to choose a different card, and then this card just stuck to my finger and popped out. So I'm like, I'm going to honor that. All right, let's take a look and see what we've got here. Okay, okay. thanks. <laughs> so this first card that came up is the Knight of Cups. Now, here's the thing with the the knights. Knights are loyal. They are dutiful. They are the most wonderful, scrumptious creatures in the world. That being said, when a knight comes up in the core position, it talks about the fact that as strong a person as you are, Evelyn, there's a feeling of just kind of your strength's been a little bit diminished where you kind of feel like you've been given away, giving away rather so much of your own power because a knight does the bidding of the king. So if a king says to a knight, go chop off somebody's head, and the knight's like, oh, I don't feel like that's the best thing, king, then the king says, okay, then your head gets chopped off. So, I mean, it's it's not a, it's not a, a there's not a feeling of directing your own path in life, whereas you have mm-hmm. all that strength and ability in order to do that. And and so in this card particularly, you've got the cups, which is all about the heart motion. And you have a, a knight, you know, this knight in shining armor who just only wants the best of everything. But the, the horse's head is on a horse and the horse's head is bowed and he's extending himself outward. So there's almost a feeling of being almost too open or too vulnerable, which then... There's no, while there's nothing inherently wrong with that, it actually sort of takes away from your own kind of power and strength. Does that resonate with you? Wow, it does in so many ways. Um, and I've thought, I've always known that I'm a strong person, but at times, like you're right, I do more for others than I do for myself, and I don't realize my own potential. So it definitely makes makes sense with me. Yeah, you and said. you know, but a knight, it's K-N-I-G-H-T, meaning that we got all the letters of king in there. We just got to get rid of two. And so it's all there. Something challenging or blocking is the three of pentacles. Now, this card is you, you see, a, you know, they're inside a, a church or there are three people inside like a church or a place of worship or place a place of community good and there's three people and one person is doing the work and two people are kind of looking at that person and yet those other two people are looking at the person's eyes but the person who's doing the work doesn't feel like they're being heard and so that person's standing on a bench and while others don't see that the person is standing on a bench the person who's standing on the bench is acutely aware of it meaning that there's a feeling that you have somewhere along the way you you inherited or you re- adopted rather the script of I have to say more, do more, to be heard, to be respected, to be liked, to be appreciated. And so there's that insecurity that nobody sees, yet if you continue to believe that this is part of you, then you run the risk of creating a self fulfilling prophecy whereas 
while we're just getting out of winter, winter's coming around again, so may as well burn that bench for firewood and recognize that you do not have to explain yourself to anyone and that you are a perfect composite of talents, energies, and gifts given to you by God and that can be duplicated by nobody else. And if and it's not so much you kind of squeezing yourself into fit some other mold, but rather finding the mold that best fits for you. Does that make sense? It does, yes, yes. <laughs> well, wow. I love the advice card. The advice card is the Ace of Cups. And aces are all about beginnings. And in this card, you have the universe presenting a beautiful cup that's filled with flowing water and a compass. It's almost like providing direction. But here's the key part. This is being presented by the universe. It's not coming from within. And so often when opportunities are kind of facing us, they tend to get suspected and it's like, oh, I don't know, didn't come from my own brain. And, uh, and yet it can, be, it can even exceed your expectations. So I always say look for the open doors but honor red flags. So often in love, career, everything, when we see a closed door, we immediately get to work to figure out how we can open it. Maybe we can bang it down. Maybe we can jimmy the lock. Maybe we could just pull really hard. And the conscious brain thinks we're getting somewhere because, you know, if I start pushing a wall, even though I know intellectually this wall's not moving, my arm tenses up. So clearly I'm doing something. But I look at things from a universe universe perspective, an energy rather perspective. And so if I see a closed door, that's the universe saying go to a different door. Don't bother uh-huh. pushing against that's the, what I was talking about earlier. We're pushing against that energy, but what it does is it just leads to that stalled movement that you may be feeling right now. Rather, look for what doors are open, even though they may not necessarily be what you had initially expected. And that's why I always say, particularly because right now with the Knight of Cups and the Three of Pentacles, you may not see green lights. It would be fantastic if the universe presented a green neon arrow saying, go down this path. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen. And so don't look for that. Instead, look for the open doors, but, but make sure that there's no red flag. If there's not a red flag, because you want to honor every red flag you see, but if there's not a red flag, consider going down, those, down that path until you see a red flag or until you see a different open door. It doesn't have to be so straining and, ta- and taxing to the mind, body, and spirit. Because as you said, you are strong and powerful. As I, as I mentioned earlier, you got all the letters of king in night. We just got two additional ones. We got to, got to just move out of the way. But you're, you're just keep going forward with what is working. And then let the universe do its job. Let it do the heavy lifting instead of you. Well, it's such a beautiful reading, um, and I appreciate you taking the time um, to to um, 
to provide this for me. I need to go back. You gave me so much information. I'm going to definitely go back and reread it. I mean, listen to the show again. Wonderful. No, it's my pleasure. And what you can do is you, if you don't have a tarot deck, you can just Google, you know, and, and I don't know much about the Internet. So you can Google the three cards, Knight of Cups, Three of Pentacles, and Ace of Cups. And so you can see for yourself the story, in a sense, that they share and, mm-hmm. and know that you're, you're powerful and strong and you're doing it. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my, oh, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for calling. Well, thank you. Have Take care and day. have a great day. You too. Bye. Thank you so much, Evelyn. 347-838-9903 is the number here at Psychic Tapestry with Eve from Elite Tarot. And, uh, and the phone just uh, froze there. Um, just a second. But we're back in business now. Hi, thanks for hanging on. What's your first name? Hi, if you're calling from area code 913, this is you. Yes, hello. Hi. Hello. What's your first name? Hi. Hi, my name is Andy. Thanks so much for taking my call today. My pleasure. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Kansas. Yay. Welcome. Is there anything you have a question about with like guidance on or just a general reading? Um, I think a general reading. There's just so much going on in all aspects. I think a general reading would be great. You got it. All right. So I've just been shuffling. I'm just pulling the third card. Actually, this first card is like jumping out and sticking to my finger. So it's saying, you better not miss me. All right. There you go. (laughs) Let's take a look, Andy, and see what we got going on. All right, so we start with the Five of Wands, which I call the Thanksgiving dinner table sometimes, because on this card, you've got five individuals, all with a wand, and they're all fighting each other. And (laughs) so that is going on inside your brain. (laughs) And, um, And what... But here's the important part about this card is because there is, and this is why I call it the Thanksgiving dinner table, is because, you know, so often we go back to the Thanksgiving dinner and we're like, oh, no, I'm going to get into a political argument. I'm going to get into a religious argument, all these things. But the thing is, is that there is validity to each and every person's point of view. It's not that one person is smart and the rest are dumb there everybody has a very specific point of view and they're all right the problem comes in when one person tries to say my view is the only view which means that the other people then have to say i was wrong i really don't know anything your view is the right one and that's at that point, then everything becomes entrenched. And then the views tend to get more extreme as well because it's like I'm being challenged. So now I've got to defend my point of view. And, that's, and the whole act of this from an energy perspective is that it blocks energy and there's no movement going forward. So recognize that when you've got an internal battle going on, there's validity 
I should go get that job because it really, you know, would be a great opportunity. I should stay where I'm at because there's security there. I should, you know, meaning that there's not just one clear answer. And it's right. the fact that you're kind of engaging in the debate in such a way because you're you're kind of blocked in movement until all elements agree. And that is not going to happen. And yet we feel like we're getting somewhere. But what it really does is it just delays movement because now you're you're in it and that's like oh we're in tussling and rumbling. And so the what I always say is with this card is the only way to engage is to disengage. Because it's like to say, okay, I'm all right, all the different aspects of my brain, I'm just moving I'm gonna just take this step forward. I know you're just trying to keep me safe because you want to bless all of this. Because you know, just like at the Thanksgiving dinner table, there's just love there, and we want to bless that, but we just don't want to necessarily engage in this particular battle because it's just going to be taxing to the mind, body, and spirit. Does that make sense, and does that resonate? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You bet. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it happens. It happens to all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Something challenging or blocking you is card number 17 in the Major Arcana, which is the star card. Now, this card is a really, I think this will will hopefully kind of shed some light here too. Card number 16, the card before this card, is the card that Ken was talking about a lot, the tower. And the tower gets talked about a lot because it's a time of just lots of, unknown and unforeseen kind of changes, Um, sometimes turbulent, sometimes even pleasant changes like graduation or moving. Sometimes even if they're good things, they're still turbulent because you don't know what's next. Well, that's not what this card is. This is the card after that. It's the calm after the storm. And yet it's it's in the blocking or challenging position, meaning that sometimes when things have been so kind of up and down and kind of waiting for the next shoe to fall, we tend to get into this hypervigilant state, waiting for the next thing, waiting for it, rather than saying, okay, we can breathe now. We can just begin to kind of tap back into unconditional self-acceptance believing in magic, believing in miracles, believing in the magic of life, rather, and and really starting to kind of tap into what is it that I want to achieve? What are some of my dreams going forward? And to please take this card as validation that that is exactly what is happening now. And so you can use that to kind of put the rest of the mental debate uh, at rest, because this is all about where you want to be going going forward. And uh, the advice card here, I love particularly because you're in Kansas, and you you can look up this card online if you don't have a deck. But it was it's the beautiful Empress card, which is card number three in the Major Arcana, and she's surrounded by like 
corn husks of some kind. <laughs> Lots of, right. Or rather wheat. And she's like, surrounded by all this this agriculture. And she's in this this, this beautiful goddess empress. Uh, she's reclining. She's not stiff and kind of on the upright on the throne in an uncomfortable throne. She's got pillows behind her and she's got this beautiful crown and she's just got this blue beautiful flowing water behind her and the trees. And she is pregnant. She's the only pregnant card. Now, let's just put aside an actual pregnancy. That's above my pay grade. But when you think of a pregnancy, you think of something very personal and deep inside of you that you feed, you water, you talk to, you rub your belly, and you let it grow naturally. But it's very personal from within. So from an advice perspective, for this to be in that advice position, it's really about taking this time to feed and water your creative outlet, your spirit, your ideas that you're wanting to bring forth. Now, like a pregnancy, you can, you can, as much as I'm sure some moms would prefer that the whole pregnancy cycle take one month, it takes nine. And so it's not something that you can truly rush because it's actually, and it actually is much better if you allow it to naturally grow with from within. And so, but as long as you are fighting that internally, then we're, you're not feeding that, that burgeoning kind of idea and insight about what's next in your journey. And yet, please know that there is some deliberate, unconscious self-sabotage that that battle of the five of wands is doing. Because again, similar as I said to the, the previous caller, the brain doesn't know what's going to come after all this insight and guidance comes forward. And so it just wants to keep you back into that place of not moving forward. Again, not because your brain doesn't like you, but because your brain just wants to keep you safe. Rather, don't engage in that, but give yourself that permission to expand on some of your dreams and just to really do some creative brainstorming. And I can go through some ideas for you in terms of if you're, you're like not clear on, on where, where that would be going and to just allow that, that beautiful um, guidance to come to the surface all from a, a place of great strength and comfort and not forcing it. Oh, that's Does wonderful. That- yeah, oh, very, so very apropos. Um, it just, as you're going along in the reading, it ties in so perfectly with, gosh, being in the the mental battle of, you know, the last year of school, and yeah. you fret about that, um, actually, <laughs> you know, defending the dissertation and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, <laughs> writing it, yeah. da-da-da-da-da-da, but then... They're also, you know, one of those guys with the wands is, well, what job are you going to get? And where are you going to look? And da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And this and that and, and the other thing. And so there isn't a lot of room for that creativity that sometimes. Yeah, and know that that's deliberate. It doesn't feel deliberate. But the end effect of it 
is actually kind of deliberate because as long as you stay in that study mode, that that defending mode, even the word defending, you know, you defending, have to defend. Absolutely, you your, your disar- yeah. Ab- yeah, and so, and I, I hate, I don't like that word because it just it builds no. up all that other stuff, but we can't engage in it because you you're just getting started and so there's a lot more hills to climb and and enjoyment to be had on this beautiful journey but we need to allow that allow that ability to grow because if you right. don't feed it and water it then we just stay in that that defensive mode right 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 with those five guys in the wands <laughs> exactly exactly uh, I don't worry about you for one second, future Dr. Andy. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank so, you. Thank you so much. It's uh, spot on. Those cards are spot on. It just is really amazing. Oh, Clarity. I'm so glad. Clarity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling. This has been such an honor, so thank you. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Thank you so much. 347-838-9903 is the number here at Psychic Tapestry with Eve from Elite Tarot. And hi, thanks for hanging on. What's your first name? My name is Jay. And I'm calling hi, from Jay. Canada. Where are you Thank calling you. from? I'm calling from Canada, Western Canada. Okay. Hi, and how can, uh, how can Eve help you today? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Ken. I had I uh, listened to your show yesterday. Ken, it was awesome. So thanks so much again. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, thank you very much. You're welcome. It was a good show. Um, yes, Eva. I just wondered. Thanks for for taking uh, doing my reading. Um, sure. My question is is that um, I had to set kind of like a setback. Um, my company actually lost uh, laid off six people, and I was going mm-hmm. to become number seven, and they were going to give me a severance package. And they probably gonna still offer for a little, couple more weeks, and then they're not, they're not gonna offer. But they're gonna put me more, give me more stress and things like that in a job environment or a job, uh, job work area where it's very negative, and I'm basically the only positive guy there. So, yeah, uh, I wonder what I should do um, about looking for a job and maybe where to find one actually. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry that it's been so so turbulent there. Um, what I would recommend you do before you do anything is take a sheet of paper out, not now, but later, <laughs> take a sheet of paper out and hand write down a list of your non-negotiables. Now, here's the key, is not to have any specifics on there. So to work for the Acme Elevator Company sounds great, but we don't want to limit all the places we can go by only doing with what is in our brain. And so instead, tap into your inner child, because you're always best served when your inner child is your GPS, but you have the keys to the car. And so you want to write down your non-negotiables without the specifics. So what does that look like? Travel, no travel, friendly people, um, office, no office, financially successful, respected, those qualities that are key to you, when you write them down, give yourself permission to be surprised. Maybe something that you thought you would write down first because when they're all in the brain and they're all upstairs, they're kind of like, 
you can easily rationalize away things that are very important to you. And that could mean that some things get hidden. So maybe there's something that you, like having travel is so important to you, but for whatever reason your hand doesn't write it down. Well, that's information. What do you write down first? What what didn't make the list that might have surprised you? What did you write down last? Let that be a guide for you. And then when you write that down, you form a contract with the universe. And you're saying, okay, universe, bring this opportunity to me. But then you also now have a guide as to what you want to put your energy towards in the future. So, for example, if you have no travel written down on your list, because you deserve everything on your list, if you have no travel written down on your list, and an opportunity that seems awesome comes towards you, but it's got travel. So often we might rationalize that away. But rather, if you then even entertain that offer, now you're blocking your energy because then you're making it that much harder to find something that maybe you wouldn't have even expected to come forward but that meets all the criteria. Now, with a career particularly, there are needs to compromise. Like if you need a job, you know, it's like I just need a job. It's like I get it, but then don't look to a compromise where you're compromising something on your list as something that you're ultimately going to turn into being your joyful thing. Rather, accept the fact I am compromising the travel, so I need to make it up on my own to make sure I do my travel on the weekends or whatever. And there's no, it's not a bad thing to compromise. Sometimes we need to do that. But it should not be a long-term thing, and it should not be um, something that then we're, we then only get frustrated and read, read resentment because we're into this situation that is a compromise, and yet we're saying, hey, why am I not feeling happier? Whereas if you go into it as a compromise, you can, you can kind of relax and enjoy it, for what it's offering, and then just embrace some of the other stuff on, outside of work. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does make sense. Thanks so much for Excellent. that. Excellent. Well, let's take a look and see what the cards say. So, okay, thank okay you. so we start with this super powerful card, and it's card number one in the major arcana, the magician. And this is kind of a blessing and a bit of a curse card. Not like a curse, curse thing, but <laughs> let me kind of explain what I mean by that. Here you've got this powerful figure, and he's kind of, one arm is up at the, the sky where you see just a few little flowers, and then it, right around his midsection is a table where you have on it all the four suits of the minor arcana, meaning all of his tools. And down below, you see this beautiful garden, which means that you have the great ability to manifest things, perhaps more for other people sometimes. That's the blessing. It's like you magically can take a little bit of information, filter it through your tools, and then create something amazing. People probably say, you know, oh, Jay, he's, I don't know how he did it, but he somehow managed to get this, this, and this. And so this is part of your DNA. It's part of your strength. You're never going to lose it. It's who you are. It's wonderful. That's the blessing part. The curse part comes because then you, if you can do it for other people, then you put so much pressure on yourself to be able to make, to kind of force 
a solution to come as easily as it comes for fixing other people's situation for yourself, which then blocks the energy. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and so just know that perhaps if we're, let me put it this way, if the situation or the solution rather were clear, you more than almost anyone else would know that by now. And so the answer is not necessarily coming from within. So you can stop kind of twisting yourself into a pretzel to pull that magic out, the the rabbit out of the hat, and instead kind of work kind of counterintuitively to let the universe do that heavy lifting to provide that open door. Something challenging or blocking you is this nifty page of wands. So wands are all about creativity and also the desire to feel inspired, and that's probably one of the things that has been lacking um, in your your current situation. But here is this the issue about this page. This is a very kooky page because you'll see that he's got a bird on his hat. He's got this colorful yellow tunic, and he does not care, meaning that there's something very unconventional and creative about your approach and about some of your dreams forward. And there is absolutely nothing wrong for that. However, it can make it a little bit more challenging to find the appropriate place because conventionalism is is not necessarily something that really thrills and in, inspires you. And so it's – but you can go anywhere. I mean, right now there is nothing off the table and everything is possible, but it needs to honor all the unique qualities that make you you. Does that, does that make sense? Uh, yes. The creativity aspect is really important to me too. So. Exactly. And and you're out there with it, and so <laughs> and so we want to honor that because what was the point of you being this way if it wasn't meant for you to use it? And so again, it's okay if you have to compromise, but then don't stop your creative elements, you know, from moving forward. Take the compromise with gratitude and blessings and love for what it's offering, but. But also know that that you're you're seeking something ultimately more, and yet it's not coming from within right now, um, and so we gotta let that happen. And sometimes things happen, unfortunately, in universe time, which is different from human time. So much is a pity. Which again, because you've got that magician aspect, there's a feeling of like, okay, I I gotta make this happen, and I gotta make this happen now, and that the universe just kind of is like, yeah, 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 I'll just wait. Because <laughs> while he's pushing against a closed door, it's like the universe is like he won't see this opportunity that we have. Um, the advice card here is justice. And justice is card number 11. And here this is really about, you know, in one you've got this, this very strong person um, and he's, kind of sitting on this ornate chair and he's got the scales of justice, the scales of balance in one hand. And then he's got very similar. It's interesting because if you look at, 
um, if you kind of Google the, the magician card and justice card, you will see some very similar kind of things because in the magician card with his right hand, he's reaching up to the sky. And in the justice card with his right hand, he's holding a sword, which is the sign for kind of analytical thought and just taking action. On the left hand, um, in the magician card, he's just pointing down to the ground. And in the left hand, on the justice card, he's holding the scales of balance. So that scale is not located in the magician card. So this is really about adding that balance into your life so that you're offering yourself self-justice and you're giving yourself what you need. I, what I feel is very strongly is think about the things that you used to love to do when you were 8, 10 years old, because that's your inner child when your inner child was feeling at his most secure and safest. And then do those things now, not necessarily with the thought of this is going to lead to the job, but rather to give yourself that self-justice so that then the inner child feels safe and secure enough to then tell you about some of the other ideas, knowing that you're not going to um, uh, um, dismiss them or count, call them silly or frivolous or anything like that. So honor the thing. So if you used to love to um, play baseball, go play some baseball. Um, it's, you're doing it just for yourself. And then note how your body feels as you do it. If you used to love to play with a dog and you don't have a dog, go visit a friend who has a dog so you can play with the dog. You don't have to tell the friend why you're actually there. Um, and then see what ideas come to the surface as you kind of expand on your creative ideas going forward. Mm. I, I awesome. hope that's been helpful. It's been great. Thank you. It's been great. This is really oh, helpful. I'm, I'm so glad. Will you keep us updated? Yeah, sure. Well, I'll uh, do some creativity and create a new resume, and I'm probably going to go for different jobs than before, but we'll see what happens. So, yeah, you know, I'll take it away. I would hold off on the resume just until you've had time to do some of those eight, ten-year-old inner child things. So, I mean, you can be doing some of that stuff today and tomorrow. So, I mean, in the sense of, like, really give yourself that balance and self-justice so that the, all of that organic kind of juiciness kind of comes to the surface. And then, you know, write your resume. Also, because at, after you do those things, then write your list of non-negotiables. I think that would be a good timeline for you. And then do the resume. Okay. Excellent. Good luck. Thanks so much. Great, great reading. Thanks, Eve. Oh, I'm so Thanks, glad. Ken. Thanks so much for calling. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. Thanks bye so bye. much. Three four three four seven. Bye bye. Three four seven eight three eight nine nine zero three is the number here at Psychic Tapestry with Eve from Elite Tarot. Hi. Thanks for hanging on. What's your first name? Hi. My first name is Leanne. Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome, Hi, Leanne. Leanne. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Kentucky. Welcome. And how can Eve help you today? Thank you. Um, the question I really just wanted to look at is just my love life, maybe, like what's coming up, what's going on. You got it. Are you in a relationship Thank or you. wish to be in one? Um, I'm single. Okay. So I don't know if you heard the call I just did with Jay, but do you have a list of your non-negotiables written down? 
Um, not so much, but I have been working on, you know, being, I've been kind of taking a step back from the dating life and I'm, you know, wanting to get back out there, but I'm a little skittish about it. I hear ya. Um, okay. So two things, three, two things. Mm -hmm. One, today, take a sheet of paper up and write down the list of non-negotiables. So, but without specifics. So mm-hmm. six feet tall may be a nice thing, but right. is it really that ultimately important because that actually blocks the energy? Um, the okay. second thing is, is you know, compassion. You know, what it, what are those qualities that your mm-hmm. inner child? Think about it when you were eight, imagining the person that you wanted to just uh, walk down the aisle with and just be in that relationship right. with. What qualities that person had? Okay. See see what comes up first what doesn't get written down. And then once mm-hmm. you write that note, you can just put it away, but you're forming that contract with the universe saying, bring this person to me. And then if, you, if you're meeting someone where there's clearly something that's not in there, that's a red flag. And right. it's not that necessarily the person is, is bad or evil. It's just that that's not the right person for you. But yet right. if then you are continuing to put energy into that person, it's actually taking away and blocking the energy from bringing someone who can meet every single one of those lists, things on your list, but may not necessarily be the person that you initially thought of. Right. Um, so that's number one. Number two is that when you – told me what was going on you said i hope to and i'm wanting to words like hoping wanting trying those are deliberate words by the brain to self-sabotage and they are really the words have weight and they will hold you back and they're almost toxic so when you hear yourself saying words like that it's important to say whoop I take it back. I'm looking forward to meeting him or her. I'm looking forward to this, even okay. if the brain doesn't believe it. And okay. um, and then second of all, in addition to the hoping, wanting, there was one other thing. Oh, yeah, and it's not to joke about being single. And so okay. often uh, when people are single, they will joke and make jokes like, oh, you know me, I'll be single as always, or I'm not going to meet anyone until I'm 99. Yes, exactly. Yep, that has to stop yesterday because your brain is very calm when you make those jokes because your brain is happy, meaning that it's safe. And if you say it in the opposite thing, like, you know, Guys, I'm not giving you much time to get, so you better get your dress because I'm not giving you a whole lot of notice because I'm walking down the aisle. Your brain is totally going to freak the heck out, but your body will be calm. And so it's really paying attention to the body versus the brain. And those words then will really kind of create the weight. And I'll tell you what I mean by this um, as an an exercise experiment is that Leanne – do you believe do you first of all do you want to get married? I do very much so. Okay. So, Leanne, do you believe that you will meet the love of your life who will worship the ground you walk on and will be 
madly in love with you and you will walk down the aisle with this person and it will be wonderful. Do you believe that that is going to happen? No, and I'm very blocked about it. (laughs) Okay, so wait a minute. I'm going to cut you off there. Sorry. I'm going to just cut you off there because that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I wanted you to say. Because when you said no, your mind was calm, but -hmm. your body felt heavy. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you that exact same question, only this time, despite what's going on in your brain, I just want you to say yes in ways that Ken can can hear you. <laughs> so, right. so I'm going to say, Leanne, do you believe that you are going to meet the love of your life and walk down the aisle with this person who's going to worship the ground you walk on and it's just going to be wonderful? Do you believe that that is going to happen? Yes. I'm I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Ken, did, I don't think you heard it either. Can, can you repeat that, please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, excellent. So... First of all, I do as well, but now I want you to note how different that felt in your body because probably your brain freaked the heck out, but your body actually probably felt a little bit lighter. Is that what happened? Yes, yes. It suddenly felt possible, correct? Right, exactly. So note how just saying those other phrases, it just weighs it down and it suddenly now becomes that much harder. And so there's no guarantee in anything, but there's a a great line from the chick flick, Win a Date with Tad Hamilton, where um, the the leading guy is saying to the um, bartender how much he's in love with the leading woman. And the bartender says, well, what did she say when you told her you loved her? And he said, oh, I hadn't done that. And the bartender Mm -hmm. said, you know, when I wanted to work in a bar, my daddy told me that my chances go up when I file an application. Right. And so today you filed an application and means that you're working with energy, which means that you're now able to see the opportunity that comes your way. And unfortunately, I'm going to go pretty quickly through your reading because I can see we're kind of getting towards the end here. Okay. But, um, the first card that came up was the judgment card. I love this Mm -hmm. because this is really about your great desire and all the work that you have put into things to Mm -hmm. being authentic. And also in this card, it's also about having your inner child present because you want your inner child present on your dates, at least the G and PG rated ones. (laughs) Right. She can, she can go to, she can go to bed during the, during anything else (laughs) because you want, if she's not present and you know when she's present when she's not, then that's a red flag. And okay. this is really about being hearing the call to being completely authentic to who you are because mm-hmm. you're, you're a unique creature and of, of fantastic goodiness and everything. And it's not a matter of trying to conform and twist yourself to be something that you're not. Um, out of fear, but but rather to be yourself and then let the universe do its job. Does that make sense? Very much so. Excellent. Something challenging or blocking you 
is the Hanged Man. Now, this is kind of a scary-looking card, but there's nothing scary about it, but it is frustrating. A card. It's a frustrating right. card because yes. you have a person literally hanging upside down, um, but mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's absolutely in no discomfort. And you see, like, he's allowing inspiration to kind of come come forward organically. Meaning, right. But this card is in the, the challenge or block position. And so I think there's this feeling that the slowness and the stillness just kind of aggravates the and makes you doubt and question in ways that it shouldn't. Because right. we're attracted to and attracted by people of the same level of emotional health. And mm-hmm. so if you're feeling like, first of all, if you're feeling like you said no initially, if you feel don't believe it's going to happen, then unconsciously right. you're going to be seeking out and be attracted by people who also may not not necessarily literally the same issue, but may also have this feeling like, eh, you know, I'm not really sure this is going to happen. And you're going to feel this empathy with that person, whereas enjoy and find the peace in this time of stillness, not as a form of punishment, but rather as the chance for you to fully blossom into knowing who you are. So that Mm -hmm. because if you don't know that, then unconsciously we look to the other person to, um, to fill that need. And that is not anybody else's responsibility. So if you need you if you know what you need to be happy, all those things, then then you're not seeking that in another person, but you can really just enjoy the other person for all the other qualities that that you need in a relationship. And so together as teammates, you're you're just going forward. Um, Right. The advice card. Okay. So first of all, you pulled three major cards. Mm-hmm. which, as I said earlier, major cards would be more about who you are versus what you're doing. And so this is really about taking the next three months to not feel any pressure to do any dating or anything okay. like that. You can okay. take that off the plate, but rather take this time to give yourself permission to make sure you are being well-fed inside spiritually and joyfully right. And so that mm-hmm. you know what your inner child is wanting to do and so that when you go out for a date, it's like, let's go ice skating and let's have right. fun. So you're having fun with this process rather than seeing it as this torturous um, right. kind of punishment because then it's just going to set up a chain of, uh, chain of block movement that may, have, may end up with settling or anything like that. So the okay. advice card was the most positive card in the tarot, uh, or can be sometimes the most positive card in the tarot, and it's card number 19, the sun. And in okay. this card, you've got these three beautiful sunflowers. Actually, there's four, one's hiding on the other side. And you've got this little girl, this inner child, free mm-hmm. and happy under the sun, riding and galloping her horse forward. And right. this is for, you know, out of all the readings today, for youth particularly, let your inner child lead rather than okay. the adult Leanne because okay. adult Leanne is 
is embracing a lot of scripts and stuff that from mm-hmm. all relationships and everything, we really want to tap into eight, 10 year old Leanne and her adventure and joy in finding the person who is just going to have some fun with in life and love forever. So give yourself that now in these three months so you know what you need on that core level and find that peace in the stillness. I would really recommend things for you like um, going dancing or um, mm-hmm. but also things things that are just fun and whatever those things are. Um, and think about those things you used to love to do when you were 8, 10, like if you were coloring or if it was dancing or if anything like that, and just do right. them. Noting how okay. your body feels, but changing the language yesterday, mm-hmm. okay. even though your brain is going to resist it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Okay. Well, thank I you. I hope that's been helpful. Will you? Uh, Very much. Will you, will you send send us an invite to the wedding? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Yay! I love it. See how much Yay. easier those words are coming. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for calling. All right. Well, thank you. Have a great day. You too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you so much, Leanne. Um, I was about to give out the phone number again, and I saw that we've got about three and a half minutes left. Um, So uh, uh, apologies to to those who are hanging on. Obviously, we're not going to have time. Um, I I wanted just to let people know. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, um, you can connect with Eve at EliteTarot.com, E-L-I-T-E-T-A-R-O-T.com, and uh, and book a reading um, for those who, who didn't get on today, or for anybody if you would like a more in-depth uh, personal and private reading. Um, and I just want to say, were, I, do, I do readings for people around the world over phone and Skype, and a reading takes about 60, 75 minutes and um, you will receive a summary sheet of everything we talk about, a photo of the final tarot card layout, and also a recording. And you can book it even directly online, and so I try to make it as easy as possible. Very, very cool. Um, Eve also has uh, a show on a Transformation Talk radio um, at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Uh, her show is called Mainstream Metaphysics Radio. It's on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Um, Eastern. And uh, I get to be on this Thursday. I'm looking forward to I it. am so Talk excited about. about interviewing you, Ken. And plus, what's great is that we will also be doing readings together as well in the second part of the show. Oh yeah, good point. Um, for uh, for for the handful of people who are still on the line who uh, that we couldn't get to today, um, tune in on Thursday, and uh, and um, the link is on uh, on our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/psychictapestry, or you can just go to transformationtalkradio.com, and on the uh, upcoming schedule, just look ahead to Thursday, and you will see Eve's show there. And um, I hope you can tune in. It should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. And and Ken, I just want to thank you so much for just your generosity of giving me this opportunity to be on your show and talk to your amazing callers. And um, I just really appreciate you so much. So thank you. Oh, right back. 
right back at you. Thank you so much for giving up a chunk of your Saturday and uh, and talking to uh, talking to me and talking to our listeners. And um, and I always uh, also like to mention that if uh, if you were listening and you didn't call in, but you heard um, Eve's reading for one of our callers and it sort of uh, resonated with you, um, sometimes that's how the messages work. So that uh, that's for you too. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, Eve, again, thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to talking to you on Thursday. Me too. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of the weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening, uh, for calling in, and for hanging out in the chat room. Have a great weekend. You too. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.